20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. We're talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. What about my three-way? This is a new generation of swingers. Waves have been coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh, oh, oh! Hi, everyone, and welcome to Swinging Around, the sex-positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Danny, and I'm Heidi, and welcome to episode forty. Where today we're going to be doing a review of Showtime's Masters of Sex season one. Mm-hmm. So, but first, before we delve into that, let's talk about the lifestyle a little bit. Yeah, we have a little bit of lifestyle chat. We recently attended um, a party, which was the for those of you who live in Michigan or, or are around this area, we we attended the newly located um, Motor City Socialist Party, and. It's interesting. I don't know about the other parts of the country, but it's 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 interesting how parties always like hotel parties always have to keep moving because they get shut down. I mean, who knows how long hotel management just gets tired of it or yeah, the mess in the risk in, in the three and a half years or so that we've been swinging. This is the third or fourth location for Motor City Socials. Um, yeah, and the other clubs that we've we've gone to, they've changed the location yeah, several and, times and too. Club diversity, various clubs yep. just have because you are you're as a club runner or the you know person running the, whoever the individual running the club, you're you're solely dependent on the management of the hotels. Yeah. and if they, you know, if, if if things go sour or they just don't want the risk of having a swinger type party at the establishment, then. Yep. They can ruin hundreds of people's evenings. And... <laughs> what was interesting about this most recent party is the sheer number of staff from the hotel who were there on site. This hotel provided their own bartenders, so they were the bartenders. But, I mean, they were working, so that wasn't a big deal. But then the hotel also provided their own coat check lady, and she was on staff all night for you to get your coats. But if nobody wanted the coats, she was just standing there watching everybody dance. In her little hotel uniform. It was like the creepiest thing in the world to me. It creeped you out. I was It fine. bothered it, me. It didn't bother me. <laughs> I felt like we were on display as this non-swinger lady was just standing there watching. And she was like intently watching. It creeped me out. Yeah, the yeah. bartenders didn't bother me, but the coat check lady bothered me. <laughs> That's funny. You 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 did mention that several times throughout the well, night. Well, because she was standing right by the doorway. So I had to like walk past her anytime I wanted to. Like we left the dance area to go to the other parts of the hotel. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, it, she bothered me. That's fine. She needed to just go and stand by the coats. But it is, you know, it is interesting that there is this, you know, the swinging community and other other alternative lifestyle communities are relatively underground, and you have to. It's it, it it's just too bad that at least here in Michigan we you know we don't have dedicated clubs. Um, and whatever which, we do have is underground, and you have to if they're. There, there's a new club that's purporting to be on premise, and I've already heard at least one person say, "I bet it gets raided." That's true, and that's not even though we're 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 planning on going. There is there is one 
supposedly on-premise club that's popped up here in Michigan, and we're planning on going in June. But to hear that somebody, you know, we were talking to some people and that they think it might be raided, you mm-hmm. know, it it makes you a little nervous about going yeah. to that location. Well, even at this hotel party, they, they wouldn't allow anyone in the after-party room until liquor was no longer being served. I mean, they were still trying to follow Michigan law and yeah. probably hotel rules, too, but... They they wouldn't open up the after party area until uh, exactly one o'clock in the morning, so that they could confirm. Okay, no more liquors being served. There are no more purchasing of liquor. Now you can go fuck. I mean, that's good. I think that that's good to follow the law. That well, way... yeah. Again, you don't want to be raided. You don't want like <clears throat> things like that are what lead to you having to change hotels. I'm sure. Yeah, you, that's what leads to management getting hotels. upset at you. And no and... hotel wants to be shut down for being the swinger hotel. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, it's 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 reciprocal though because the on those weekends, as they get a lot, they you know they get a hotel takeover. Oh yeah, they make often. a lot of money. I so mean, they make they make pretty good money. They're selling they can, their alcohol, so it's it's in their interest to keep keep the group. If it's a hotel takeover, now it's questionable. We've 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 been at parties where it's not a hotel takeover, and that is awkward. When you have oh yeah extremely when when you have the swinger party going on and you'll have a regular family that is walking around the lobby or happens to walk through the lobby and yeah I mean they try and reduce the amount of common areas as much as possible so yeah. like swinger hotel rooms tend to be in a different wing of the hotel but still I mean yeah, they, like like you're saying common areas and they try to and and they try to keep nudity to a minimum. Or non-existent in in common areas if the hotel isn't taken over, but it's still it's still awkward, and you mm-hmm. will so uh, takeover is a much better scenario, and in the ho- it's good for the hotel because they're not losing, they're not. Well, yeah, chances are they wouldn't have been fully booked that weekend. I mean, if it's just a random weekend in the like in a just suburban town like most of the hotels are in, I guarantee you they're not going to be booked. Suburban, solid, yeah, suburban, <laughs> suburban. Yeah, no, that's funny. Yeah, it well, is suburban. Whatever. <laughs> Just a random hotel in a suburban area. I had to think about that first. I was like, something didn't sound right about that word, and then I'm like I was trying to gloss over it, but. <laughs> well, I I I think it was suburbia. You know, a lot of times people will yeah. say suburbia, and then uh, you know, su- suburban. Um... So anyway, yes, the hotel is making more money off of it. I, mean, I think the the bottom line was the hotel is selling out at a time when they more than likely wouldn't be. Hmm. So, should we get started with our review? Yeah, yeah. We're keeping the lifestyle and chat to a, a minimum this week, and we're going to dive right into our Masters of Sex review. So, Masters of Sex is a fairly recent show. It's uh, aired on Showtime, and it's the first episode aired last year, um, the end of September, and it was 13 episodes. So no, it, it was 12 episodes. I thought it was 13. You have 12 in the show notes. Oh, that's what I get for not reading my own show notes. <laughs> so anyway, it it would have started at the end of September and then proceeded on to um, early into this year. Mm-hmm. And it was renewed for season two, which will start in mid-July. So we're kind of in the interim. Season one ended, season two hasn't started yet, and we'll tell you all about season one. So maybe you'll once it's available on DVD, you'll catch that and get on board for season two. Yeah, we and we are going to be spoiling the show. So if you haven't watched it yet, we recommend watching it. If you have Showtime, it hasn't been released on DVD or Blu-ray yet, but I believe June 24th is the date that I saw mm-hmm. that it that yeah, it'll be. Yeah, and I don't know if you can purchase individual episodes through iTunes or I didn't look into that. You actually that, probably so. can. I well, 
Well, it's a premium channel. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know how that works. But for those of you who have access to it right now, definitely check it out if you haven't, if you have Showtime. And for those of you who haven't, we we definitely recommend it. We, we enjoyed it. So yep. the, our, the first little spoiler is that we enjoyed the show. That's not a spoiler. That's well, our some, opinion. Some people, can, some people are hardcore about spoilers that... Even your opinion is a spoiler because if they if they know how you align on how you align on other aspects, you know other pieces of entertainment media, and then they know how you align on this, then it's uh, not a spoiler in terms of giving plot points away, but just overall yeah. tone. You, you I listen don't to cons- other movie podcasts yes, as well sometimes. We are a sex podcast. This isn't film criticism, so I'm going to give our listeners the benefit of the doubt and assume that they use this spoiler term in the traditional sense in giving away things like cliffhangers or important plots as opposed to giving away your own opinion. So mm-hmm. that's that's the definition of spoiler that I would stick to. So but, I remember seeing, hearing about this last spring, I believe. Uh, I've, I've, I, we like our our entertainment, our media, so we will we follow. Very, you know, we'll when new shows, new shows on HBO uh, get announced, we're we're always curious this about what's the. I know, but when new premium channel shows get mm-hmm. announced, we're always curious because they always have really good shows, and yep. we like. And there's a lot of buzz about this show too, yeah. just because of its 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 premise. And for and, those of you who might not be aware, it's based on the the lives and research of um, William Masters and Virginia Johnston, Johnson, Johnson, um, primarily in the the show. It, starts off in the late 1950s they actually worked together as a pair through the early 70s and even continued researching until like the 90s so mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of information to draw from the first season's mostly in the in the late 50s um, i think it might, might even i think episode one might have started in 54 i don't remember what the subtitle what it, it it tells you the year that it starts in but anyway it chronicles the lives of those two researchers as they're trying to navigate through society and all of the societal norms while trying to research sex, which is pretty taboo at that time. Yeah, they were, they were essentially the, from what I understand, one of the first, if not the first, um, pioneers in sex research. Yeah, I mean... Many they, people, Kinsey, um, Dr. Kinsey is very famous. He came later. And he actually came after, after Masters and Johnson, and yep. most people... I don't. Th- I think Kinsey. A lot of Kinsey's known. Kin- yeah. I, I think Kinsey's a household name. Household. I don't know how household it is, but if if you know I anything about sex research, you can probably name Kinsey, I but not necessarily pretty, Frank Masters. Well, I mean, there was there was or a big Frank William Masters. There was a big movie. I I think Kinsey is is as it's he's a pretty household name. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a movie with Liam Neeson with yeah. um uh Kinsey that came out what, what mm-hmm. mid the mid 2000s i think yeah so i'm gonna lay this out there now the main character the guy's name is william masters i know a frank masters and i keep saying frank but it really, really is william so my apologies if yeah i work with a guy named frank masters so oh. so my apologies if i call the main character frank his name is william way to give Just, a, way to give a first and last name to i work with a guy well i know but... <laughs> I, I think that's probably a pretty popular name i've never met anybody a guy. named it's not an uncommon. Frank is a pretty common first name, and I don't think Masters is an un- uncommon last name. So. Now you forever linked him with swingers. Dun dun dun. <laughs> I don't think name dropping is really much of a link, but my apologies. So, according to Wikipedia, there 
um, initial research was human sexual response, and then they also went to research things like sexual disorders, sexual dysfunction, and pretty much anything in the in the sexual realm. Although the show is starting off in chronological order, so it's really mostly focusing on human sexual response. And uh, generational lab data on anatomy and physiology based on direct observation. Hint, hint. What does direct observation mean? They watched people have sex. And they show that in the show. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And going back to... Um, now, now that we've given a little bit of overview of the show. So this, this show was prime time for us because we like a lot of premium premium channel shows because they're the quality is very high usually mm-hmm. they HBO tend to shows, swear showtime shows and there's nudity um we like californication which is another showtime show a lot of fucking in that show that's a that's a great show too i like that we should, show a we, lot. Should, we should review that show sometime. we've talked about it quite a bit I california mean, in, i don't think the on past. the show we have oh we have but californication is a good show dexter showtime has pretty good shows and so last year when i had heard about this I didn't know that much about Masters and Johnson, and it's it's interesting because through the show I'm learning about the mm-hmm. history of of the sex research because I had learned through just through a- academics about through about Kinsey, but mm-hmm. even before watching the movie or or anything, and so I didn't really know much about them, and I just have we happened to just watch this trailer for yeah. this show, and as soon as we watched it, yeah, we knew we this knew is a show immediately we this is a show for us because it seems like a well made show that doesn't shy away from exploring sexuality yep which is prime time for us and probably many of you out there i was aware of masters research not real in depth but i'd read a book by author mary roach it's called bonk i highly recommend it it's a very good book and it's all about um, sexual research actually and it's 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 a pretty light read actually and she just spent time um researching sex research and finding out all the different people and uh, who've done research on sex in the past and just all the different studies and kind of the chronology of it. And it's, it's a really interesting book. It's a great read. So I had read that. Maybe that's and... the book we should do for the show next because we've been Bonk. talking about a book. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll read Bonk. I haven't read that yet. Mary Roach is, a, is an excellent author. For those of you who like uh, nonfiction books, she's great. If, you, if you're into anything that's kind of science-y, I highly recommend you check out her other stuff too. She's, got, we... she's got a book called uh, Stiff, and it's all about what happens to people who donate their bodies to science? Do we have the actual book, or did you download that, or do we have the like, I have a, e-book version? an ebook version of it. I want to buy it. Sure, I've learned. I'll order on Amazon. I've learned that I'm not the biggest, and I'm looking forward to. Re- I'll reread that. It's been a while since I read it, and I think I read it over the course of like a week. Well, I'm so into it. I've learned that as as big of a, te- a technology guy as I am, I, I like a lot of new tech and keep up with tech news. That I do not really like reading reading um books electronically yeah i don't mind it actual books i mean comic books i don't mind but reading actual books i don't know i prefer a real book but i i've read quite a few ebooks and i I don't mind it there's something i like about knowing how far you are holding it in your hand being able to see or you know tell like Mm -hmm. oh i'm a quarter way through the book like i mean yeah so you can you can set the settings on 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 the ebook to I don't know just there's something old school that I like about that and so maybe 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 that's the old man Danny part of me there's <laughs> there isn't many I I think you old know man I Danny. I don't I don't you know I'm always try you know want to try the newest and latest tech yeah. but I'm not the biggest e-reader so I don't really want to read Bonk on uh, well we'll get the book the the last book I read was Stephen King's I'm Under willing the to Dome. bet that we can find it for less than fifteen bucks on Amazon it's it's not going to be an expensive oh I'm sure book. it's just a cheap paperback although it's very good so 
We should we should. I'm order throwing it. it. We're we're gonna do a review on it. So if any of you listeners want to read it ahead of time, check out Bonk by Mary Roach. Mary Roach. And I don't know exactly when it is that we'll review it, but probably a solid month from now. More than that. Well, I mean, at, at minimum. So well, it yeah, gives I'm... listeners time to to read it before Bonk. we get to it. Here we are. Bonk: The Curious Coupling of Science and Sex. Thirteen seventy four. She had told you, less than, less than 15 bucks on Amazon. On paperback. She has a book called Spook, Science Tackles the Afterlife. I'm surprised yeah, you haven't. that's the only one by her that I haven't read yet. No, have you read Packing for Mars, The Curious yes. Science Science of Life in the Void? Yes, I have. What's that one about? It's about space. What about it? It's been a while since I've read that one, to be honest with you. Let's see. That, that one, I think, is her latest, one of her latest books, too. Let's see here. The best-selling author of Stiff and Bonk explores the ir- irresistibly strange universe of space travel and life without gravity. I might have to get into this author. I don't. I haven't. I know that you've mentioned. She's, she's kind of comedic. She she she's lighthearted in science. So if you want, like, her facts are checked and her facts are are real, and she cites everything in a bibliography. But she definitely puts her own spin on things, and she's quite humorous. So it's it's definitely. Um, interesting nonfiction. She's not a dry writer by any means. So, well, well, you've 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 uh, mentioned Stiff and Bonk before mm-hmm. as being we had books you enjoyed. So, you read Stiff? No, I didn't. Oh, I thought you did. No, no. So that's probably a tangent. In that that that's enough <laughs> of a tangent for right now. Yeah, Mary Roach. We've we've given her quite the uh, airtime. Well, we had been thinking about what we knew that we wanted to review an, another book we haven't mm-hmm. read we haven't done a book since swingland it's true and we, we talked about we couldn't figure out which one we we'd thrown out maybe reading sex at dawn and i know that's a science a pretty sciencey book about bonobos among other things but yeah let's read bonk all right we'll report back so so moving back to masters of sex back to masters of sex interestingly it it, it the critical response is 90% on rotten tomatoes which well it's an excellent show we had we had um, say we, we had uh, built we, we had saved the show. We hadn't watched it episode by episode or week to week. We had saved it up until the season was over, which is how we like to do a lot of shows these mm-hmm. days. And we actually had we pounded through almost all of it in a weekend. We did. It, it's so addictive. We enjoyed it that much. Yeah. So so binge watching is the way to do TV it is. these days. I agree. We, I, We're Netflix people. Week to week, I'm. We don't even have we don't have cable, you know. We're we're the we're the twenty something cord cutting, um, only have internet, and Netflix Netflix generational, mm-hmm. uh, the pay as you go type generation. Yeah, we, and, we purchase what we want to consume and only what we want to consume. But I'm even uh, my, my the the paradigm is shifting even more because I'm don't even really want to do week to week anymore. Mm-hmm. I'd rather, I'd almost rather just wait until yeah. A you want you want to follow the Netflix model like where House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. Well, that's are what we're doing all at once, and then we you just can started, watch them at your leisure as you want, and not have to worry about this week to week. We just started getting into Big Bang Theory, which is really funny, and I've heard forever years and years and years it was really funny, and so now we're finally getting into it and. We've probably pounded through the first well, three right seasons. Well, we're Yeah, we're, we're, we're starting season four, and we've watched one through three over the last two weeks. But yeah, Ben's... I am on all kinds of tangents today. Yeah, but so let's get back to Masters binge of Binge watching sex. is the way to go. So if I were to paraphrase what the first season of Masters of Sex is about, I would say... I'd, I put some thought into this before the show. I would say it's, it. the first season chronicles their initial research, including setting up trials, screening patients... And conducting experiments on 
real human subjects. And the experiments are essentially observation of coitus. Coitus makes me laugh because they use that word constantly. I mean, they use intercourse too, but I mean, yeah, William I'll... Masters, is, he's a very astute, very stuffy man. Not the kind of man that you would... This is how he's portrayed in the show. I don't know how he was in real life, but the his charactering is such that you wouldn't believe that he'd be the kind of guy to study sex because he's so uptight and stiff, pun intended. Well, that's probably, you know, that could contribute to why he's he has such a fascination with it. He's He is in his, his inside, he has all of these interests, but externally he's so wound up that... Mm-hmm. But and and he got himself in a place in his career where he could he could study these things, and that actually was interesting on the show. Well, backing up a minute, the show it's I really like how it starts off where he isn't he's he he's just now he's just trying to get funding and he's trying mm-hmm. to get the hospital on board for this research. So and they're not be, there. Picture picture a doctor. He's one of the most acclaimed OBGYN doctors in the world in in the United States at least. And so he brings patients to the hospital. They want to go to that hospital because they want him to be their baby doctor. So he has that to hold over the head of the hospital. Hey, I bring these patients to you. I bring all this money in by bringing in these patients. Let me do the research that I want to do. But the research that he wants to do is taboo. He wants to study sex. We don't talk about sex. We don't even say the word sex. We have to say coitus. It's fascinating just how far we've come and... just how come how far we've come in in expressions of sexuality and what is acceptable in our society because i feel like we often are still feel oppressed in terms yeah. of in terms of sexuality especially in the united states and and being being very concerned about mm-hmm. being concerned about you know what's what's going on on the tv morals and and what's acceptable and we we're, we're we're still fighting that battle in terms of what's acceptable. I mean, we're in the swinging community, which is yeah. we a lot of us, most of us are don't let our friends and family know about this, and it's yep. it's a secret thing that we don't really want to know, and and we're not really ashamed of it, but we still don't want people to know about right. it. And so it's easy to say, well, we have we still have a long way to go, and we do. But oh, it's we've a, come a long. But way, it's though. amazing just to realize and watching the show, just even sixty years ago, in the you know the nineteen fifties. The nineteen fifties and sixties, in terms of the how conservative, just yeah. how crazy, crazy conservative and sexually oppressing, and yeah, I mean, the, and the fear of what nothing. Oh, the you the gave show me a is lot. just really a, a really good period piece. That's all. Like you were just going, you were going on. I didn't feel like I had a chance to interject. That's all. No, oh. the, the show is a very good period piece, and I think well, it does a good job of portraying what life was like back in the 50s for those of us who weren't alive then i think it makes you appreciate how far we've come as i was saying how far we really have come Mm -hmm. because it's 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 crazy to me that in an academic setting where knowledge is everything today people want to learn and study everything that there was in the in the 1950s and 60s there's this huge sex the the human population doesn't happen without sex the human race doesn't happen without Mm -hmm. sex and sexuality and And it wasn't really and it wasn't scientifically and empirically studied yeah not not just sex but 
the the yeah i guess all all the things that go into sex so what happens to the body what happens to the body when it's stimulated what happens to a man during orgasm what happens to a woman during orgasm why does a woman orgasm does does a woman really orgasm can they orgasm on their own do they have to have a partner to orgasm do they have to have something internal to orgasm none of those questions had been answered scientifically None not, of it. not even empirically through survey research had those questions been answered. None of it. In it was a, just taboo. These are things we don't talk about. These are this happens behind the bedroom, and, and that it's not... doesn't even cover the world of sexual dysfunction. I mean, that's only the tip of the iceberg for normal sexuality. And the show actually does it doesn't delve into the first season doesn't delve into sexual dis- dysfunction much. It does a little bit, um, and it barely touches or dances around homosexuality. It, it's at least initially it looks like Masters' research and Masters and Johnson were focusing on what they would call normal sex. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there is there is a whole subplot about. Um, so now we're gonna I'm gonna get into some spoilers, but there's a whole subplot about the the uh, provost who the, the the provost who has who's very in, influential in getting research to be to be able to be done at the hospital or not mm-hmm. and. You find out that he was he's a he's a closeted homosexual, and all this comes out, and how it would be, and that's actually how the show portrays him, uh, Masters being able to really right. get his 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 research yeah, going. So there's is, that scandal there, but then there's also they brought in much of the research that Masters did was done using hookers. There and and there's a couple of episodes that actually portray him going to a brothel after his research gets thrown out of the hospital. They go to the brothel and he befriends a, a lady of the night, mm-hmm. and all the women at the brothel start to participate in his studies. And essentially, they just masturbate. And him and um, Virginia put probes all over him, and they measure things like um, EEG waves, ECG waves, so like brain waves and muscle waves. They measure. Um, how when when people start sweating, what happens to the inside of the vagina through observation, all kinds of different things, and this is all portrayed in the show. I mean, that's what really yeah. excites me about the show. Like it's it's not afraid to be sexy and sciencey, which mm-hmm. hello, that's right down our alley. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, so we haven't talked about. Well, the one thing I actually want to mention is is our limitation in terms of knowing where reality ends and the show the show begins that's like, true we've we've only watched the show we haven't i mean i guess another we already decided on bonk which i'm excited about but another book to read could have been uh masters of sex maybe we read that later so. yeah so i don't think we mentioned that this show is based on a book oh yeah oh we haven't mentioned that yet no we actually didn't mention oh, that so the, the yeah. show is actually based on a book by thomas mayer and it's called masters of sex the life and times of william masters and virginia johnson the couple who taught america how to love yeah. And so that's actually the premise sets up the premise for the show. Yeah, so the show is based on that book, but it's also just based on real, real life, life uh, yeah. real life. But then you always know any movie or anything that's based on based on real life events, they're going to fictionalize and dramatize Exactly. um what they need to 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 string you along, you know, just to play in your heartstrings and and mm-hmm. just to make the show make the shows interesting because sometimes real life needs to be spruced up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and I imagine and... that they had to have taken their liberties with this show to make it a little bit more interesting. Like the homosexual provost, I'd be willing to bet didn't exist. You know, I don't yeah, know for sure, but I I'd, think I'd bet it didn't. If it, it, it probably didn't, it makes for an interesting, and it makes for an interesting side plot. That's exactly. for sure. But I agree. It 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 seems 
as though that would be uh, something. Yeah. And, and a lot of... So we're just going to proceed we're talking about the show, and we, we may or may not... These things may or may not have actually happened in real life, but... Right. Just so just but we're, we plead ignorance on that fact. Yeah, so, just getting that out there. So let's talk about the writing a little bit. Actually, before we get to that, let's just... We haven't mentioned... Um, we haven't mentioned who stars in the show. So the um, William Masters is played by Martin Sheen, or not Martin? It's not. What is it? It's his his last name is Sheen. He isn't part of the Sheen family, though. He isn't part of the. I actually didn't write down the two names of the leads, and I meant to. Well, so. okay. So you talk about that. I'll look that up real quick. Talk about the writing. Yeah, you can. I I think one of the reasons we enjoy this show so much is because of how well written it is. I think it was incredibly well paced. Where every episode um, felt like it was moving the story story forward, but not too quickly and not too slowly. I could see the show getting stuck at a point where um, they would either have to jump in time, make a jump in time because nothing happened that was interesting in Masters or Johnson's life. Or I could see it moving too slowly where they focused too much time on like one particular study. But I think this, at least for this first season, I think it was... Uh, well-paced episode to episode where each episode had some kind of an interesting end. Not necessarily a cliffhanger, but something to like pull you in and make you want to watch another episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that quite a bit. I also thought the writing, um, again, I didn't live in the 50s, so I can't say for sure, but from my understanding of the 50s, it seemed like the writing was pretty on par with that. Although I think maybe the vernacular might have been a little bit. People probably talked probably closer to how we talk now. Well, they all. I, I think they, they always. Um, but otherwise, always I think that was pretty good. And when and you're writing the, a period piece. Yeah, and, and and I liked too that they grounded it in the '50s by bringing in actual events. So they had staged a, um, a bombing drill at the hospital, and so I mean they they did it similarly like to how I would imagine it would have happened in the '50s. Yeah, yeah. During, the, the cold you know this is this is the cold war and so that presence is felt so you really get a sense of it's a period piece but it also really plays on historical events too so it's 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 really good um so the lead the lead individual is um michael sheen who and lizzie is the other one he is yeah he is lizzie lizzie kaplan plays virginia johnson and so michael sheen is not part of the sheen family isn't part of Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen and and Emilio. Um, <laughs> um, so I actually had to look that up because I wasn't sure because you know there's Sheen is the name you know yeah he, he just doesn't he doesn't look like the brothers he isn't like he isn't like a, he isn't like the Baldwin brothers where there's like four of them but mm-hmm. um, I actually hadn't seen him in much he's he's he has a bit part in the movie Tron Legacy um, but other than that I haven't seen him and I haven't seen the check I haven't seen Lizzie Kaplan in anything I've heard of her before but I can't recall what I had seen her in. And then who else is the um Bo Bo Bridges is in the show. He plays the provost. Mm-hmm. And who else I is... feel like there's a couple other uh known actors or actresses that are in it, but I can't it's not coming to mind right now. Yeah, I, I might have to hit up IMDB later. Oh, and while we're while we're taking a side note from from the writing for a moment, I like how the, the E and the the Masters of Sex um logo is they it's turned upside down so it looks like uh woman's a woman's pussy it's a yeah i like it it's a, you get the little triangle effect and then the thighs around it I know, yeah that reminds me why don't you talk a little bit about the opening sequence what you thought oh, about that 
Yeah, the opening sequence is it's it's fun and playful. It's a lot of um sexual metaphors and uh um so it's basically a song and while the song is playing it's a series of images yeah, like appear a train, on the screen. Yeah, a train going into a tunnel and and uh champagne bottle exploding. Champagne bottle exploding. Although the images are kind of in an order where it's like progressively uh moving towards orgasm, you could say. It's like a build up of um sexual innuendo up until I, the you know orgasm which does it have fireworks at the end i can't remember exactly how it portrays it probably but... <laughs> probably but i i liked it i know it's been criticized for being too on the nose by some but i i thought it was a, a yeah. fun one a fun way to pick, poke fun of yeah its, one itself. one flaw that we've seen critics say about the show is that the show is so good that the opening credits undermine the quality of the show just because it's so on the nose and cheesy, but I think it fits. I kind of see where the tone, where the opening is a little bit like if you were to just watch the opening credits, you wouldn't. It I I would say it doesn't necessarily hundred percent portray the show, but mm-hmm. but they're fun, yeah. fun and a lot of, you know when you're when when you have a show about sex, it's. It's fun to have all yeah, the images. Yeah, I think it's just getting it out there in the open. Like, here's all the cliches. We're going to throw them all into the opening credits so that we don't have to do it when the show is going. Yeah. And this is interesting. I didn't know this. The show's tagline is uh, arousing America's curiosity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had heard that. So I think that's kind of... I like that. So any comments that you have about the writing? Any thoughts? Not to, not, not anything more than what you... Not anything really to add to to what you had it's 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 definitely a well-written show it's very interesting it's completely mm-hmm. serialized yes um and if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the show yet if you like essentially if you like serialized dramas that are well written then i think you would like this show mm-hmm. so the, the show that comes to mind is breaking bad but that's a fairly violent show so you might not like Breaking Bad, but could still enjoy this. And I'm, I'm trying to come up. I'm struggling to come up with another show that's serialized. Oh, it's so. I would assume Mad Men. Yeah, yeah, I would assume Mad Men. We don't watch Mad Men. We gave it a try. We gave the. We gave it. The, I think the first half of season one or the first. Quarter. I watched the first about three episodes. You watched one and slept I, through the other two. No, I think we watched about three or four. Three or four from the first. And probably, season. I would guess maybe even West Wing. That's political, but. Yeah, I mean, Mad Men probably fits the best just yeah, I because think it's right. a period yep. piece set in yep. the 60s, yep. although I think it's moving to the 70s now with its, with its most current season. But, um, yeah, if you're a fan of serialized TV and if you're a fan of premium channel shows and if you're a fan of serialized television, then, then the show is definitely for you. Absolutely. One thing I wanted to ask you, um, being female, is what did you think of the... The hardships that that um, Johnson has to go through being a female, being not she she doesn't have her MD. She's she actually uh, doesn't even have her bachelor's. No, she's she's she starts she's to, still working. She starts to off that. as a secretary, and um, then throughout the throughout the throughout season one, that's a criticism of her of her credentials is is her 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 lack of her education. And there's actually another doctor who works at the hospital. Who really severely criticizes Johnson and says and and ex- says that she hasn't worked for the the recognition that she's getting. And... So I think Johnson is caught between a rock and a hard place because in the 1950s, women didn't really go to school unless they were going to be a teacher or a nurse or potentially a doctor. They just didn't do it. I mean, my mom 
was born in 49. She lived through that period of time. She's talked about it. And my mom didn't go to college, and she said that's essentially why. She didn't want to be a nurse. She didn't want to be a teacher, and women didn't go to college otherwise. So Johnson was kind of a, I mean, she was what she was, but she was also inquisitive. And so she was able to go from being a secretary to assist, being a secretary who was open to the type of research that Masters was doing, because that's how she essentially got there in the show. And then she was curious enough and smart enough to catch on and, and essentially become a, an assistant and then start to develop ideas and questions of her own and science experiments of her own. So, you know, I, I think that the show, I don't like how they characterized the one female lead who was a doctor because they made her very much a bitch. They made her, she doesn't have much personality. Well, she has a personality and that personality is strong-willed and bitchy and cold. She's very cold-hearted and they do show a little bit of her um, humanity a little bit towards the end of the end of this sh- season yeah, but you, you learn a little bit why she's so driven because yeah you she's, do she's has cancer and she is trying very hard to advance the her her the research into yeah. cancer but into i mean her i can't remember her specific type of cancer oh, I, it was uterine or ovarian i think it was it was a lady cancer i, I can't mm-hmm. remember which body part but i don't like that she's the only female who's managed to make it to uh, an educated role and they portray her so coldly. At the same time, they're being realistic in that not very many women were, you know, had that sort of education. So yeah. it's it's unfortunate in that the characterization that they've given her is, oh, you're smart and you're also a cold-hearted bitch. Right? Yeah, I think the show is very interesting in that it not only is explores early pioneers exploring sexuality, it also has this very strong, I think, um very strong feminist um, aspect to the show. I think that that's uh, one of the lesser things, one of, one of the lesser aspects of the show that's not talked about very much. Because if you look at, if you look at Johnson, she's, this is pre, this is pre women's liberation. And she's a woman who we learn in the very first episode, is very open with, very open with her sexuality and very comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And you meet her and she's a, sec- and then you and, meet the hookers too. And, and you meet her and she's a, secretary and you think she's going to be as prim and proper and as the other and as everybody else but then you learn that she is but that she also leads the way in the bedroom she had a she had one of the young residents over to her house and she's teaching and she's she teaching gave him, him the blowjob of his life and she's teaching him and she acts she she very much is more is more definitely more sexual than almost all the other women that are around her in that era, and she and she, and she embraces it, and she embraces that. But she and, and she's she also... not the only woman who's sexual in the show, which which makes it even better because we have the hookers who mm-hmm. are all um, very in touch with themselves, and they all know who they are, and they're not afraid of who they are. And that's they, true. That's true. And they all participate in the Although, study. I do think going back to Johnson, she the show. I feel like it's a theme that that is pervasive but actually is doesn't get talked about that much in terms of in terms of critics or anything is is this this feminism her 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 very she has a very strong and she's a very strong-willed well she's also woman. divorced and raising kids on her own exactly which and is so exactly also unheard so of at that time and she, and she's divorced raising children on her own and she decides to get involved with this research and she actually 
enrolls in classes as well, and she's advancing herself, she's advancing her career, so she's a very career-driven, powerful woman, and you can tell that there's, there's, you have the secretaries that, there's the secretaries that work in the, in the office as well, yeah. this, this whole room well, for the secretaries. Well, I mean, she, she becomes an outcast, essentially, because she doesn't, she doesn't fit in with the educated women, like the doctor, because she's not a doctor, but she no longer fits in with the secretaries, because she's now gone and got herself this this pre- prestigious I say that in quotes because it's prestigious compared to a secretary job and she's doing something that's outside of the norm not only that but hush hush it's about sex mm-hmm. but she's not a doctor so she can't associate with the the women who have an MD but she can't associate she's too good I also say that with finger quotes she's too good for the the secretaries so she doesn't really fit in anywhere and it's a man's world at the time too so I mean she really is kind of alone in her pursuit of education and sexuality and, and happiness. Exactly. And I feel like it's a, in as much as it's about master's re, masters and hers research, it's about her probably, well, maybe not as much, but like it's, it's, it is very much about her growing and growing as this individual who's going to be assertive and is going to be part of this research just because she doesn't have the, the academic credentials doesn't mean mm-hmm. that she doesn't have the go get them attitude and that she's going to advance in her career mm-hmm. in this pre-women's liberation world. And it's it's actually a very interesting aspect of the show. So I think to add to that a little bit about women and femininity and, and just women's lib at the time, we can think about just the research that Masters was doing. He was... He wanted to look at human sexual response, and so he initially wanted to look at people having sex, both male stimulation and female stimulation. But much of the study ended up actually being completely centered around women, and they just watched a bunch of women play with themselves. And and there's there's a lot of boobs, bush, and tush. And well, not so much bush, but there's a lot of boobs, and there's a lot of scenes in the show of women pleasuring themselves. And he even went so far as to make a see-through glass dildo with a camera in it with a le- well not a camera with a lens where you could actually look through the dildo that the woman is using to visualize the inside of the puss as she's using it i mean and that's real they they portray it in the show but he really did that in real life too i mean that's so cool that somebody was bothering to take the time to figure out what happens to women during sex because at the time it was who cares what happens to women Men have a good time. Men come. The sperm comes out. The woman gets pregnant. Exactly. Who cares if the woman I gets mean, pleasure from yeah, the sex? The, the, but he cared. The woman's orgasm was still considered a myth by many at this time point. Yep. And, and And it's just so... It is crazy. And I mentioned earlier that, you know, we should be appreciative of how far we've come. We actually have a long way to go because in today's world, if you were studying... If, if, if you were going to study sex... Because there's still a lot more research that can be done about sex. So if you work mm-hmm. at a university and you're studying sex, there's still going to be even today a lot of people who consider you, you oh, you must be a pervert, or you must have, you must have these these devious tendencies. If if this is the type of research you want to do, not to the same extent though. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Because you so could even today you could at least sit around a dinner table and talk about it. Back I disagree. Then you couldn't even talk about it. I disagree. It. I think there's a lot of households where you couldn't. 
they were well, i guess i'm lucky enough to have grown up in a liberal enough and accepting enough yeah, environment me i mean I, I grew up in a sex positive environment we've talked about that's the kind of environment we want to raise our kids in mine so. wasn't really i mean i i mean i guess there was certain aspects that were but i don't know like so I guess I, I take that for granted. But I I think yeah I think even today there'd be a lot of people who if who and it's probably regional too. It depends on where you grew up. There's there's a lot of households where they probably wouldn't want to discuss the type of the type of research that you're doing because it mm-hmm. would you know cause cause a lot of red faces. Let alone watch this show. But yeah, so that's why you he Masters had to put up with so much ridicule and why are you doing this type of research and this maybe is... that's why he if if it's true maybe that's why he was such a tight ass i mean that's why it was fascinating in one of the last episodes the like the last quarter of the season is building towards him uh masters presenting his work um at this big con at this big yeah. presentation and in this case he's presenting it to colleagues so it's people that should be open to sexual research exactly and so whether or not this happened in real life i'm not sure but it, everything was going very well, and then he showed. And he, he had a he had a sold out room essentially. the The room was full. Everybody wanted to know what the research results yeah, was. Everybody was, was curious. It was going very well, and it was what ninety nine percent men. And then he showed a video of a woman pleasuring herself, and just to show the how her responses were, yeah. her her skin responses, and and then the then the crowd. Then it turned, and these are these are academics. These are mm-hmm. academics. These are medical professionals, and and the, and, the... and they were too ashamed to 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 view this. That well, it moved on to be the internal cam. That's right. That's right. So it was the internal camera, and whereas I would think that you should be fascinated and try to learn as much as you can. Yeah, that's an an up the poon shot is something you're never going to get to see. But especially with like that kind of lighting, you know. But you work at an academic university, academic medical school, where you're supposed to be leading the charge in terms of medical research, and you you stifle you want to stifle research because of because it's it's shameful what you're seeing is these aren't mm-hmm. things that we should be seeing or viewing or studying, and to have to, to have to put up with that from your from your colleagues to try to explain to the, to the general public why this research is important is one thing but to try to explain to your colleagues who you would think would understand that sexuality is a fundamental aspect of of, being of, human. of humanity and without it we don't exist and we at at the time knew we knew very know, they, little we, about it we knew about nothing it. in terms of what happens what is you know what is what what's happening what's happening physiologically in our bodies and just to have your colleagues it it's amazing to have this sort of willpower to continue to strive yeah. to to do the research and you have to thank people like him for even though we have a long ways to go it's we have to thank people mm-hmm. like masters and kinsey for making it less taboo and, and and getting it out there and that's actually what i'm looking forward to in future seasons i mean we're not done discussing this season but i am looking forward to seeing how does this gonna how is this going to be become more accepted because mm-hmm. i it it has to because he published he published his his, his work and it, and it it didn't stay as taboo and so i'm actually curious to see how it got well it's like watching accepted. history unfold yeah so we've talked a lot about the science of the show now let's talk a little bit about the the hotness part of the show. Oh yeah, let's, yeah. Let's talk well, about the nudity. Well, for 
you know, for for this crowd, for the swinging crowd, there's a lot of hot, sexy scenes. As I mentioned, episode one, Johnson, you get a hot sex scene with her right in episode one, her and a young a young resident, and you get sex scenes throughout the throughout. I think there's every almost, episode, almost every episode. I think if every, not episode. every episode has yeah. at least one or multiple. All the scenes. women in it are they 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 did some good casting. All the women are hot. Yeah, and great tits. And as we were saying, most a lot of the the research that they were doing was into female stimulation. So a lot of the scenes that we get to see are women pleasuring themselves and orgasming. Yeah, it's 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 funny. I hadn't really thought about it until now. And now that we're discussing this, but the show, the the show, a lot function- of the show portrays kind of like a soft soft core porn. Well, no, that, there's that's a lot not, of scenes like that. That's not. Yeah, yeah. It 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 does. A lot of the scenes are hot and sexy, and you know, you, something you might see on Skinamax late at mm-hmm. night. And but, some of them aren't because they're participating in research, and so they've got electrodes all over them. And... But the show functions very much. It very much parallels what we've been talking about, masters in general. The show is not it it doesn't shy away from embracing the sexuality which is what masters wanted to do but it also has the side of showing how the it isn't all sex and tits and it mm-hmm. is about the struggles that these people are having and 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 the struggles to do this research right. and i mean that's that's really why i credit the writing because they have struck a good balance between being a sexual show and having some sexy scenes but also focusing on the story of the researchers yeah because and... it could be really dry if they just focused on the research or it could be really a fluff piece if they just focused on the sex and didn't didn't give the research enough credit so exactly. i think they've, they found a really good exactly balance. It, I... and, and it's a testament to the actors and actresses who are portraying this too because they you know they have to believingly have sex with one another they have to um, look like researchers who are studying and not people who are just watching a porn. I mean, I I, I think the actors and actresses, the, the cast does a does a great job too. You have to give them credit as well. Oh yeah, definitely. So, lots of sex. Yeah, it's it's don't want to underplay how hot and sexy the show is. It's, yeah, it's so it's definitely a show where you can sit down and so between sit down zero with your and partner. ten, how do you rate the boobs? Zero being no boobs, ten being awesome boobs. I would give it a solid seven. Okay. And that is, it would be higher, except bras in the 1960s and 50s did not, <laughs> yeah, they were weren't. not the best for women. They Nowadays, bra, I have to really, I'm, I'm really happy with bra technology yeah. because <laughs> bra tech, because, it, you know, you look at I can at tell it, you women nowadays are happy with bra technology too. Well, because you, seriously, you look at, uh, um. Well, there, there are a lot of cone shaped yeah, bras. Ex- ex- exactly. Yeah. For me who. That was the style. For too. me who didn't live through that, you know, you look at pictures or you watch movies, um, and it's always cone shaped and that just has to do with the, you know, the way the bra was made mm-hmm. and very much, it, it looks very pointy. The, um, the boobs look very pointy and, and today w- women you walking nice around. Round. Yeah, exactly. You get nice round, um, you get nice round uh, tits, and it's it's and it's 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 really good. I think it's more flattering now. Mm-hmm. Um, so inside their shirts, eh, only okay. But I'm a fan of pencil skirts, and you see a lot of pencil you skirts. Do see a lot of pencil and then skirts. and then everybody who's naked, the when once the women get naked, there is not an ugly woman to be had. Yeah, naked I, I, on I can't this show. remember. Did we see any? I was going to ask you to rate boobs, bush, and tush, but I don't recall seeing any bush. Do we see any poon? I don't think we. I think, I think we you, might have saw hints. I of think poon. you might actually see. I think you 
like you did it, you said it just to make it rhyme, you know, boobs, bush, and tush. But I mm-hmm. think you might actually see a little bit of a bush, but you don't actually see any, any, uh, you know, any labia or anything. You don't yeah, actually see right. any, any punani. And then tush. If the women's are the women are top are hot on top, they're hot on the bottom too. Yeah. And there's some man ass. There, there's the men that they have in the cast are pretty attractive, but there's no peen. Yeah, yeah. We see no peen. It isn't an it's it isn't an X-rated show. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely isn't. So one thing I wanted to mention about costume design, since you were talking about bras, is that they stayed true to you know it's the 1950s, so they they have 1950s attire. But they did manage to sex up the women a little bit. I think that they've spiced up 1950s attire a little bit for, like, Virginia and for some of the other women in the cast who are involved in the sexy activity. So kudos to them for not being too dry and boring. Mm -hmm. I don't mind if they have a little bit of time and anachronisms to make women a little bit more attractive or feminine in the show. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to talk about with the... No, I I think that's it. I think... I think we'll wrap it up. It's a little bit shorter, shorter of an episode. That's okay because I feel like we've always been running. We've been running long yep. for and, a while. And the last thing I think that I had on the list here was just talking about the future of the show. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head is moving forward. I'd like to see the, the show talk about, you know, the, the next step in Masters' research. But I'd also like to see as time goes. I'd like Masters and Johnson. Masters and Johnson. Because that's actually yeah. what I'm interested in seeing too is how, she's is how she becomes it. more how she makes herself more legitimized in people's eyes. Yeah. And also, as as I mentioned before, there, there is a very strong very strong um, feminism movement in the show. And I'm curious, we, we, we mentioned the doctor who had yeah. the cancer who couldn't, who's trying to get her research. And she's, she's very much looked down upon as well for mm-hmm. being a woman. And she gets put in this room with the secretaries. Where whereas all yep. the men the men doctors get put um she, she's actually advocating for the pap test and or for the pap smear and she's advocating about how inexpensive it would be and how every woman if she were to get a pap smear once a year for relatively cheap they could prevent cervical cancer i believe it was cervical cancer that she has and that it would be cheap and easy and she wants the funding to be able to provide this easy this test and all she can get is like several hundred dollars yeah, it's... There, there's no support for her research, no support for female cancers, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, at, at that yeah. Time. So I'm also interested in seeing. I, I hope that they continue that thread in season two as well. Yeah, me too. And and I also want to see more about the general public. Like, I guess they're probably not showing the general public outside of the university because they don't know about the research and they're not going to know. I mean, the general public's not aware of journal articles that come out now about sexuality and sex mm-hmm. dysfunction. So I'm curious to know how masters research becomes more widely known among the research community clearly it wasn't that well known amongst the public community or else he'd be a name that we'd have heard of like kinsey mm-hmm. maybe kinsey was known because he was doing survey research as opposed to human uh interaction like experimental research yeah yeah and i, and I, th- I think it goes without saying that all the the sexy titties are going to be a oh, plus yeah. for season two i'd like to see some more man ass as well <laughs> So I think that wraps us up. Yeah. Um, for anyone who's still listening, thanks for bearing with us in our review. And you can catch us on swingingaround at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, thoughts. If you watch the show, we'd love to know what you had to say about it, what you thought. 
and um, check out our website, swingingaround.com. We're on Twitter, at swingingaround. Again, none of this has a G at the end of swinging. And we're also on Facebook. Yeah, so shoot us an email, give us your comments, check us out on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. And also check out Masters of Sex if you haven't seen it yet. And it's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD June 24th. So season 2 starts in the middle of July. That's perfect if you get season 1 on Blu-ray and then... and you then pound um, through it and then pound each pound, other. Pound, pound. <laughs> so. All right, everybody. Stay sexy and stay swinging.